Howdy, you're listening to Origin Point, where we explore the stories of Inception. This is episode 13, where we speak with Brent and Jen from the Perler's Edge. They're two artists who fuse thousands of tiny plastic cylinders into bitmap masterpieces. This is the story of how an impulse buy helped lead them to start streaming their passion of perling to an online community. As always, we love to hear from our listeners. If you have any guests or topic suggestions, just leave it in a review on iTunes or SoundCloud for us. Now, on to our guests. All right, guys, let's start it off with an icebreaker question here. Uh, what is y'all's main mode of transportation? Okay, so I work for an insurance company, and so I actually have a company car that you, know, you got maintenance required or maintenance paid for you got insurance paid for you got gas that's paid for so that's kind of my daily driver um i have a ford lightning and then i also have uh, an eagle talon and then jen has a nissan Sentra. needs to go that needs to get with us <laughs> well that's awesome so you got a, you got a couple options there yeah, the truck definitely helps with like we've started doing events and um, hauling stuff back and forth. The truck has been um, a lifesaver at the first one. The second one, I think we could have got by. Actually, we did get by without it, but we had one piece that was I think on a four foot board and it wouldn't fit in the car. So, <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. Too big. Cut it in half or strap it to the roof. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Together when we get there and figure it out. <laughs> a new background. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's just talk a little bit about what y'all do. The fact that it is not opening oyster shells to see if there's pearls inside. <laughs> no, no. Um, I actually perlering. Um, we use perler beads. It's a um, brand, and so a lot of people use these because they are based out of the United States. Because they are the predominant um, American supplier, a lot of people refer to them as perler beads. And so we just kind of picked up with that and have ran with it. Uh, we are getting ready to switch over to a new company. Um, and our color palette is going to extend from 64 colors to around 250. So our wow. pieces are going to get a lot more detailed, um, which is awesome for us because... We like having the shades and the variations to allow us to really um, make a piece that, that kind of stands out and pops and something that other people don't normally do or see kind of thing. Can you describe a little bit about what your pieces look like for our listeners? Um, they are mainly video game themed. Um, we have been trying to take on more work to expand our portfolio. We've done portraits. Um, we're wanting to get into some like famous paintings and landscape kind of paintings. Um, we really like vibrant colors. So Jen has been doing some uh, research, figuring out which paintings that she wants to do. And we're gonna send a couple to her, her family, but basically anything that um, people raffle win or get like, we, we do giveaways um, to, to business and like meetups and stuff like that. And we use each one of those as kind of an opportunity to expand our portfolio, portfolio to show people that, hey, we do more than just 
Nintendo characters. That's mm-hmm. just how I kind of started out. Uh, yeah. Well, and for a lot of listeners, it's it, what it is is it's like um, it's the sprite characters, you know. So like you know Mario and and Omega, uh, but uh, it's pixel art. Exactly. So um, if you know anybody who cross stitches or does anything mm-hmm. like that, um, each bead is a pixel, and they usually range anywhere from I think our small ones are around a thousand to fifteen hundred. Our large ones can get anywhere up to. I think 23,000 is our biggest Ooh. one. Um, wow. And he's four feet by four feet. So um, realistically, the image kind of dictates how big it's going to be. We are able to shrink it down to kind of um, encompass somebody's budget. If they wanted to have something, um, it just would kind of lose the detail. Kind of like if you took a, um, a picture of high resolution and you shrank it down to a certain size, mm-hmm. The more more you shrink it down, the more fuzzy it would be and mm-hmm. out of focus. And so it's kind of the same way with this. Um, we try to um, get them as absolutely crisp as possible because we want to send somebody something that not only they're going to enjoy showing off, but something that we feel okay putting our name on. Kind of thing. But we recolor it too. Yes, to we do recolor it. Fuzziness. Yeah. So I got gotcha. you. Well, with your limitations right now, with the number of colors, you would have to use some kind of software, right, to, to identify what colors go where? Well, what's funny is when we say recolor, uh, Jen actually goes into Microsoft Paint. Oh, gosh. Rest in peace. And um, <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> we've got our entire palette based in Microsoft Paint. And so she will go through and completely recolor a piece to our color palette. Um, at that point, we do have uh, some software that does help us put it into like a grid style pattern. And then basically um, the color by number from there. Yeah. What's what, I, I got to ask, what's the biggest one you've ever dropped before you completed it? Um, Pit. Yeah, Pit. So from Kid Icarus, he's also on Smash Brothers. Um, this was probably a couple of years ago, I want to say, and I think he's an 11,000 to 12,000 B. Um, basically whenever we put, uh, a bead on, or in order to keep the beads, um, within a, uh, can you give me a slide? In order to put the beads, there, <laughs> we have to have what the, we call them slides, but basically they are a plastic grid yeah it's a grid it's got 800 and something pegs on it and it keeps them all in line um, and they link together and And so um they can add up to be pretty pricey i think four of them runs around ten dollars and so to do these big pieces you know you're doing 50 60 slides just depending um so these boards are kind of like once you buy them you're set but things can happen um i.e. if you iron your piece to fuse it together, um, you don't want to iron it on the boards because you will be ironing it for an hour, hour and a half sometimes, and it gets really hot, and the boards are made of plastic. Um, In order to get them off of the boards, you have to remove it from the plastic, and the best way to do that is to tape the entire piece down and flip it over um as you can imagine that can be kind of a a moment of it, it 
I describe it to people as kind of like watching NASCAR. Like, <laughs> into us, like you don't want to see it happen, but at the same time, you're morbidly curious to see <laughs> what happens if the thing happened to fall in half. And that is exactly what happened with Pitt. Um, I had done the taping, and usually you overlap the tape a good quarter of an inch to a half an inch, just depending. And this one barely touched. And I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Nothing's ever happened before. I told before. him it wouldn't be. She said, you know, oh, no. Oh, no. And instead of taking the extra five minutes to do Take out another it. strip of tape and go over it and poke the holes, because you have to allow the heat to come out. So you have to poke holes. If it's an 11,000 beat project, you have to poke 11,000 holes. So instead of poking all the holes again, I just said, let's wing it. And, uh, Picked it up and it split in half. <laughs> Just straight up the middle in half. I've had other blunders as well, but that was the biggest was... one. I think. Yeah. He um, he slept in the doghouse that night. Yeah, that was that was uh we got it fixed. Okay, we got it fixed. Everything lined we, back up. We... <laughs> <laughs> Bless her heart. She's like, come on, man. Let's tell let's tell the truth here. All right. So the, the truth of the matter is Jen is basically the backbone of of everything. Um when we stream, I'm the guy who talks to everybody. Yes, it was me who started out, but realistically she's the one that goes in, she recolors it all, she fixes my mistakes. <laughs> if it wasn't for Jen, there would be no real show or it, it hang on i take that back there was a show and then jen came around but it was nowhere near where we are now like it, it was yeah. like stone age literally well, really it, it really comes off very professional when when you start to to look at it as, as with an engineering eye like mm -hmm. how how all this is going together i see yeah yeah and i think that's one of the fun things um when i first started a lot of the times if you're making something the person's head or whatever is usually at the top of the piece. And so I was like, well, we'll give it that. I don't want people to just see the head and then everything else, you know, know who we're creating and whatnot. So I tried to start at like the bottom to where you, you start out at the feet and you're like, all right, what are they making? It's just like a black box. And then it's like, oh, okay, that's a shoe. And then you see the hands and then the body. And then it completes with seeing it all come together. When, when you see one slide being built at a time, you really don't know what it is. And so we have, um, the third camera that kind of shows the entire project. Um, and so you can see it, yeah, doing both kind of thing. Being made on the one slide and then the actual project piecing together. So give us a typical rundown of your streaming sessions on Twitch. Okay, so a typical session, you guys don't get to see the back end part of this. And um, like I said, Jen has to go in and recolor these pieces, which some of them can take anywhere from 10 to 15 hours. We obviously don't stream that just because it's so tedious and mind numbing and she has boring. to concentrate a lot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's super boring. Um, so we come in with actual assembly of it. Um, we have a, a face cam, we have a hand cam so you can see kind of what is actually going on the board, as I mentioned a while ago. And then we have the total piece. Um, as far as everything else goes, getting set up, I think we're about, 30 minutes to, to get like good to go with all the programs and things that we have to bring up. We actually had another streamer come in last night um, with us. Uh, we met them. They're in the Kansas City area. And uh, they came over to our house, him and his wife.
and they help us every once in a while. And um, they came in last night, and we were setting up stream, and they're like, good grief, it takes a lot for you guys to get to the point of, you know, good to go, because we have to move each one of the little boards over. We have to connect it, make sure the cameras all look good. We, we build it on our bed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we have don't to really... put a board down and then move everything um, over, and then when we're done, we have to move it all back. We don't really have a craft room, per se. Um, we, we do what we can with what we've got. Um, but as far as streaming goes, we try to have as much fun with it as possible. Um, I give Jen the hand camera because she doesn't talk a whole lot in stream. She's mainly, like I said, the workhorse. And <laughs> I kind of entertain others, I, for lack of a better term. We go into some um, some streams and, you know, the, the person is really concentrating on what they're doing, which is great because they're making something awesome. But I like to also have that interaction and I have the male brain and I can only do like one thing. And so if I'm talking, I usually make a lot of mistakes or I go extremely slow. Whereas Jen, she can kind of multitask, um, kind of pay attention to what I'm saying, correct me when I'm wrong, which is often, and uh, still get a lot of stuff done. So I'm very thankful for that to be able to... Um, to happen i feel like it gives our stream a little bit more of a, a dynamic to where you get the best of both worlds uh, as far as assembly and entertainment value because let's be real seeing these things come together you're putting beads on a board it's not the most exciting thing to watch and i realize it i i 100 get that so i try to spice it up as as best as i can to make it as enjoyable for people and a place that basically has turned into um a family like literally a second family uh, for both of us. What I really enjoy about seeing some creatives on Twitch is that you get to see their process. You get to see like, you know, the, the entire thing come along and you can be working while you're watching. You can be working on your projects and kind of like, it's almost like how it, it used to be. You would go to a church or whatever and you would have your craft night and everybody would be like knitting or, or doing cross stitch or whatever. At least that's where, you know, in rural America where I grew up. It was like you had a bunch of elderly people teaching younger people how to do things that weren't exactly, you know, in, in the scope of high school or whatever. And uh, it's it's fun to see this community come up with Twitch. Uh, I totally understand because we'll have people come in and they will say, yeah, I'm, I'm working on this, that, or the other. I just had you guys going in the background. And I think it gives that, that atmosphere of kind of like what you said in rural America, except it's all done over the internet now, so you mm -hmm. don't have to go over your or out of your house. And when it snows, well, you still get to interact with people. It's nice because they'll start in, and we stream, let's say, three hours, and they'll post up, like, how much they got done. Like, hey, I, I just finished all of the black on this cross-stitch or something. And then we'll be able to show it off on our stream, too, to kind of get followers over to them. Just be like, hey, go check this person out. Look at what they're doing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I think that's uh, one of the main things of our channel is – Honestly, like what we do is it's okay. Like I like that. I like seeing what other people do when mm. they come in. I like showing off their work because there's so many talented people out there. And um, had we not started this, I would not have realized like how crazy people can get as far as talent goes. Um, the stuff that we've seen from other folks is just absolutely amazing. And I love getting um seeing their reactions of you know they come in and then 
we're just showing their stuff off and uh, <laughs> the stuff that they say, it, it makes it so worth it. Like it seriously does. Yeah. Well, Brett, you talked a little bit that you had started doing the purling yourself. And then when you were showing off your Twitch, Jennifer got involved with getting some of the technical stuff off the ground. Is that something that you just stumbled into with the, with the purling thing? Or was it something that like, you always had an interest in doing some kind of bitmap type artwork. So I actually never thought about doing this. Um, every year there is a thing on Twitch that comes around. Um, it's called Awesome Games Done Quick and Summer Games Done Quick. And I grew up um, in rural America. I didn't have a whole lot to do when I was a child because my neighbors were miles away. Anyways, so <laughs> um, I grew up playing video games. And so what Awesome Games and Summer Games Done Quick is a week-long charity event. 24-7. Um, yeah, it goes for 24 hours a day that entire week. And they raise money in the wintertime for the Prevent Cancer Foundation and then in the summertime for Doctors Without Borders. And it's just a group of people that have moved from, like, college dorm basements to taking over huge hotel um convention centers yeah um with hundreds of thousands of people that, that watch them and they speed run these games they'll play your you know your classic video games as fast as possible they use glitches and like out of bounds and stuff so like skyrim can be beat in like three minutes or something stupid whereas like a 60 hour game or whatever the case you know so they they completely break the rules of the game well as they're doing this um obviously they're taking money for charity they have incentives so you'll see people who have done like paintings and they make cross stitch things they do banners um people make little figurines i mean anything that you can think of will be up for grabs with like a small donation and so one of my favorite games is uh, a legend of zelda and yeah they were playing the super <laughs> nintendo a link to the past and one of the things that happened to pop up in the bottom corner of the screen as this guy was playing this game um, was a couple of perlers of, like, Link swinging his sword. And then in that game, you go to the dark world, and you get turned into, like, a pink rabbit. And um, I'm sitting there watching it, like, man, if I donated to this, it would be great for the cause. But I would have a chance to win this. And then I got to thinking, well... It looks easy enough. Like, I, I could probably make this. And so that turned into me basically going to Walmart the next day because I had no idea where else to go. And they have a little starter kit. It's 16 colors, and then you have 250 beads. And so... Prince a bit impulsive. I, I, I do things <laughs> yes, impulsive. Right? And so... <laughs> I was like, I'm totally going to make these things. And I got it home, and I found out that with that color palette of the 16, I could make regular Nintendo game anything, like whatever I wanted. But because the Super Nintendo had so many different shades, um, I was going to have to basically step up my game in order to be able to make what it is that I wanted to create. And so I got on the Perler Bead website, and I ordered... A thousand beads of every color that they had. Impulsive. And at that point, it was a waiting game. I, I love her. I, made, <laughs> I, I think I made six um, smaller ones in between 
me waiting on the beads to actually getting them. Uh, during that time, I also was researching how to iron them, you know, how to put them together, how to do big ones because I owned a house at this time and I really wanted to have art. Like my walls were bare and I went into Michael's or someplace and they had paintings and they, it was like a French gondola. And I was like, this really doesn't, this isn't me. Like, And it's expensive and I really don't want to spend this amount of money on something that isn't something that I can relate to. So I started looking around and I found some pictures online of things I wanted to make. I figured out how to do it. And then my seventh one was two and a half, three feet tall by two and a half feet wide. And I decided that the big ones were awesome. Not a lot of people did them. And that's kind of what I wanted to start doing to put up on my wall. Then I ran out of wall space. Then I sold my house. And then I had all these perlers just kind of laying around. In the meantime, in the I, spare bedroom, I, in, on in the, the bed, yeah. Just <laughs> um, I had started doing Twitch at that house, but I literally could only do about a foot tall section at a time, and maybe a foot and a half wide. So people only got to see that one thing. I didn't have a face camera. I didn't have a project camera. It was literally what I was working on, and mistakes were made. Um, during that because I would bump it it would you know got a foot of, of perlers easy to, to bump easy to make mistakes on and, and knock it all over the place but um, got into this new place and we've just evolved since then so when you started was it pre-gen or gen were you just not involved in his impulsiveness I wasn't involved in the impulsiveness that was all him <laughs> that, that was all me yes but she did um I was probably we were friends. We weren't. We were friends, and she would come in and watch me on stream. Um, it wasn't until what do you think, like a year later, right. that you started coming over. And then the first one that she helped me with was um, Yoshi, because that was not only her screen name but her favorite character. And so, were we dating at that time? I think we were maybe i don't know it was the beginning of the relationship and then we just kind of grown together since and so we've done it ever since but i was doing it about a year before she kind of came into the picture yeah so how quickly uh when y'all got into the hobby did you start taking uh commissioned work right so at first it was here's everything that i have and then that turned into well can you make this and i said well yeah i can i can do that um it really didn't start taking off. Like I think the epiphany that we had was if we do a raffle, because when you go into people's streams, um, obviously you can give them donations and hmm. it helps the streamer out um, so much. It helps us buy beats and that sort of thing. But for other like video game streamers and stuff, you're just giving them money because you enjoy what it is that, that they do. And so I was like, well, we make stuff. We could easily put, kind of a spin on this not only will it, it, it's like a multi-fold benefit thing because we would get to see what people wanted to make and we would increase our portfolio we would actually be able to give back for people who donated to us in kind of a, a lot of donating subs we started out with subs then we did the donating was it yeah okay yes that's that's correct um we had a higher tier sub rate off of game Wisp because back then you couldn't like affiliate status was 
not a thing. Like, you, you could get subs through GameWiz through a third party. Um, and we had tiers on that. And if you sub to us for six months at a certain tier, you would get a 9,000 bead perler um, at a discounted rate. And so that's how it originally started out. And then we started doing people's commissions off of that. Um, we did like a Marsaw from Destiny. We did Master Chief. Um, and it was really nice because it's kind of like when you borrow this, this is going to date me. When you borrow your friend's CD collection, and you listen to the things that they listen to. You find things that you listen to yourself. Nowadays, it's called turning on Pandora um, because it does it all for you. But um, we got to see what other people liked, and it expanded our portfolio. Well, we took it to the next level with the donations, and we said, hey, you know, we're going to set a goal of like $100. And when we reach $100, whoever donated to get to that point is going to be thrown into a raffle. And it was like a dollar per ticket. And... If, if you come in and you're somebody who likes what we do, but you didn't have a whole lot of money to throw at this stuff because it can get kind of up there in, in the price, this is our way of kind of helping you out. So you throw in a dollar and you have a chance to win one of these things. And they'll, so with that, we kind of treated it as we did with the subs as far as making stuff for people that they wanted and we would custom make work off of that. Um, then we opened up our Etsy store and we put basically everything that we had up and we had made in the past. And so we would get people asking for commissions based off that. A lot of times, kind of like I said, with the portfolio, they see what you can do. And then they kind of throw the ideas at us and we're able to take commissions off of that. But at the same time, we'd rather people ask us what they really want instead of being like, oh, here's a blue Mega Man you know, red's my favorite, but I'll take the blue one. Like, no, we can easily make you a red one. So that way you're spending the money and you're getting exactly what you're wanting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I really like the, the request button for Etsy. It's, it's been, I'm a potter. So, oh, you know, no. I, I'll do what I want to do and then I'll post those to, Etsy and if you want them they're there but I really enjoy when people come to me and they're like hey have you ever made a French butter keeper and I'm like what the heck is that right so I get to try something new and it's exciting and then they're also getting the benefit of getting custom work probably at a cheaper price than if they were to go to you know somebody's store and, and request it well and on our end um like we only know, we know a lot of games and a lot of aspects, but we only know so much. And we kind of stick with what we like. And we had a friend of ours come in and request, it, the character's name is like Guybrush Threepwood from Monkey Island. We've never heard of it. A lot of people haven't. But then when we, when we went to a convention, he was the most talked about piece. Like he was a tall piece, but not super detailed, but that is what he was super recognizable to so many people. And without mm -hmm. the, without the commissions and the request from Etsy and stuff like that, we never would have made him. Yeah. And we ended up getting, I mean, Instagram followers, Twitter followers from this one character that we had no intention of making until this guy came along, you know? So it works great for us. And I think kind of like with your, your French butter maker or whatever it was. Keeper, butter <laughs> yeah, keeper. keeper. Weaver, you could easily put that up on Etsy. So if anybody in the future wanted that, they say, oh, you know, she's made this before in the past. Here's what, how it turned out. I want one. And then you get 
commissions off that. So it all goes back to kind of like the quote unquote portfolio. Yeah. 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 And I, I found like the more unique things that you show in your portfolio, the more people get like creative ideas about what you can be doing too. It triggers, it triggers. Oh yeah. I can totally do this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I've got, I actually had a, a customer of mine. He suggested I make some, uh, some gun boxes and I'm like, I, I'm like, sure, I'll give that a shot. <laughs> so that's on my list now. Nice. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. But yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so when you look back at all the pieces that y'all done together, which one has been your favorite so far? Oh, Yoshi. Like <laughs> she likes Yoshi. Um, we actually just did an, a 17,000 bead Rathalos from Monster Hunter World. Now, neither one of us has played Monster Hunter World. I have no idea who this dragon is, but he turned out to be absolutely phenomenal. And we got such like a kickback from people who follow us on Instagram and that sort of thing. We found out, we, we, we changed this, but our, our highest post of, of 2018 was like 400 likes. And this guy has got like 1,100 now. So it, the feedback was far greater than anything else we had done that year. So that's probably my favorite. And um, you don't really see a whole lot of Rathalos perlers going around. So And he was commissioned. So it was one of the kind of the same thing. No intention of making it, but... Turned out great. <laughs> that's the best. Yeah. Um, and then he's talking about doing more because now he sees, oh, hey, you know, you've done this for me. This is how it turned out. It looks great. What else can we do? And so that'll just continue to grow, um, grow us out. And we had another guy who hit us up off of Etsy, and he wanted some uh, very, very big St. Louis Cardinal fan, and he wanted just like the the two dimensional. I think it was three colors: the red, the black, and the yellow, and mm-hmm. maybe white on the eyes of the cardinal, like swinging his bat. And then um, we was like, "Yeah, we could." easily do that and then he came in with some different style ones these are more of like a three-dimensional type bird and we've done eight getting ready to do eight number eight for him so um it, it's nice to find something that people like too and they can keep coming back it's like repeat business it's always a good thing <laughs> awesome that's so great now when you think about you know, aside from the the community and the people coming to you and asking you for things, who are your current influencers? Maybe with how you have your cameras set up or, you know, oh, what materials okay. you're using? Or I would those say, yeah, all of Twitch is going to be influencers because mm-hmm. I, I feel like when, when you go into somebody else's stream and you see something that is working for them, um, we try to kind of emulate that. And we try to pick out things that don't work and try to kind of stay away from that. So if we go into somebody's stream and we have these things called stream avatars at the bottom of our uh, stream. And basically it's just a bunch of characters running around. Whenever you come into our chat, you're assigned like a certain character and you can change it and whatnot. Um, we went into, I don't know, we went into something. I think it was One Up Girl is her name. And she had them. And we were like, this is totally amazing what is it and they told us 
and then people who would come into our stream, we would they they would ask us the same thing, and we would kind of spread the word out on that. Um, but mainly, we like to go in and and see what other people do, and kind of pick and choose to kind of form our own thing. So I would say all of Twitch creative because I find myself not being that creative at all. <laughs> well, and everyone in the community is always so helpful, so you can ask like, "Hey, I'm having trouble setting up." Streamlabs OBS. How do you have your setup, or why does why are your transitions so perfect and ours are like a grandma's trying to do it? And they're like, "Oh, just set up a button for it." We're like, "Wait, you can do that?" And like, well, click this button and it'll go. And sure enough, it does. Um, so just using the community as a whole to help not only build yourself up but build each other up. Yeah, the the community on Twitch creative side is just amazing. If you ever have a chance to go in and just check out some random person. I guarantee you they will be the most helpful, polite, and nice mm -hmm. person you have ever met because it seems to be that's the uh, the going thing for creative. But, yeah, that would be who I mean, just the entire community as, as a whole. Jake, who was that you had me watching? Um, is it John? He's British. Does, like, all oh. of the cosplay kind of stuff? Yeah, um... Oh my gosh, John Oldbury. Yeah, he's got like a dungeon set up, and and you do raids as as uh, watchers, and then you can do yeah. like you you trigger soundboard things. It's like super fun. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of different people that have like soundboards set up, stuff like that. It's been, super interactive. Yeah, I think I've sent you probably like a dozen different Twitch things. <laughs> like, you got to check this person out. They're so awesome. <laughs> I feel a little overwhelmed. I'm like, huh, because I'm trying to figure out how they're doing it. And, and not just there for the entertainment. I'm like, wait, how'd they do that? What? <laughs> so um, for you guys on Twitch, was there any kind of like major milestone uh, moment for Twitch for you guys or like for Perling in general? Uh, any kind of major milestone that you've had lately? Um, as of late? We're almost to 1,000. Yeah, we've almost hit our 1,000 followers. I think we're like 18 away from that. So that's pretty big. Um. A couple of years ago, we actually um, partnered up with uh, Microsoft, and they contacted us, and we made five perlers to help promote the game ReCore. Sweet. Um, was, yeah. And the makers of Mega Man and Metroid got together to make this game, and um, cool. we made four uh... perlers. One of them was done as a time lapse it's on youtube um and then the final fifth one it was a four foot by four foot of the main character and we did that in a 16 and a half hour like straight stream we started at like eight in the morning i think yeah early in the morning and then went basically all day to get this thing done and we sent all of those off and they were using that um for like promotions they uh they got a hold of other people as well so it wasn't just us it was mm -hmm. um like they had somebody who did water coloring and um the game was based around like robots they had some guy build them actual robots for the game um they had cosplayers they had even some lady who would make paintings in her um cappuccino with the milk or whatever and 
<laughs> they were like, I That's ain't crazy. in her cappuccino cup. Yeah, it was like, crazy. You don't want to drink it. <laughs> Is there anything in your space currently? So you, you've already kind of answered, like, you're limited to your space in your bedroom and you turn your bed into your table, essentially. Is there anything in there? And I've seen you glance around the room and our listeners can't see your room right now, but... Is there anything in there that can pull you back to where you got started and kind of how it inspired you? <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've got both the the Chrono, which is my first large-scale piece, and Jen's Yoshi basically on a windowsill um, right next to our bed. So my favorite and – well, one of my favorites. My first one and her favorite just bam right there. And, um <laughs> I mean, that's something that we see every single day. We don't have a lot of perlers in this room. I've got a lot of other, like, poster art and stuff. Um, but we have an, a, a spare little bedroom. Um, and that is where the majority of everything is. So it, we're constantly surrounded by it. Like, I showed you guys, we've got a table right now that's got two perlers on it that we need to iron. Well, and our two that we have even though they're some of our favorites and our originals they are ones that aren't good they're terrible um like <laughs> brent's first one was the first big one that he ironed so he told the sword instead of being like a straight sword looks like rubber and it waves through it you know and then one part of it the beads like shifted we would never sell it it looks 3d because it it i didn't know how to iron it and keep it flat so it popped out um, so as much as we love it and it brings us back to like our beginnings it or his beginnings it also shows us like how far we've come and as we're making new palettes or making new pieces and looking at the you know looking at what we're doing that's kind of our inspiration to always do better in each one but to also like we've remade the chrono mm -hmm. and they're night and day like here's our first here's our 50th you know and just making sure that every day we're improving a little bit so as much as those inspire us like bring us back down to earth they also push us to do better we'll see <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh what surprised each of you most about your work Oh man! I'm out of time. <laughs> yeah, Jen spends Jen spends a ton of time recoloring these things, and that's something that we we don't charge people for. Like people come up and they say, "Hey, you know, we want a custom piece." It's like, okay, well, like that Rathlos literally had 15 hours of recoloring in there. That I mean, that's to, we see it as cost of doing business, like. We want to make something epic for you. Our pieces, they are, you pay for what you get kind of thing because there's a lot of time that goes into it, but we try not to overcharge. You know, we, we try to help people out as best we can. Surprises you. Don't take mine. What surprises you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what surprises me, kind of like what she just said about with the chrono uh, and how the first one was absolutely terrible. It's horrible. Like I wish I could show you guys and everybody could see like the amount of stuff that went wrong with it. But she she said we did redo it and we redid it with a different palette. And so seeing them side by side, um, because they came out with new colors, and that's one of the reasons that we wanted to switch over to the the new uh, 
speed to have that new palette, um, we're going to be able to do so much more stuff than what we already do. So or Mario. Yeah, or uh, we we did a, a Mario one as well, and he was holding like a fireball, and um, I think just seeing how far we've come is is understanding the programs and how the beads work and how they mesh together and your first ones i mean their faces are like bright pink and cream colored and you're like what were we doing and then now they're you know the the skin colors up to light browns and they shade really well and you're like okay look it actually looks like a person instead of a pink blob <laughs> on some cases you know it's just nice to see what we can do now i guess that's so awesome so I have a two-part question for you. The first part is, so you, you've already kind of answered this question, sort of, with your Microsoft Paint answer. So I, I take it you're, you're working off a PC. Correct. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about your hardware and software for what you're doing for Twitch? Dinosaur. <laughs> That's a <Yeah>. dinosaur. <laughs> So as far as the software goes, um, we do have the MS Paint. We have a program that we use, but it is no longer like available. Like we've got it on some kind of local host kind of thing. So um, I think that's one of the things that kind of helps set us apart. There are other ones out there that you can use. So if you are interested in doing something like this, don't be discouraged. Programs do help. They are out there. You just got to kind of look for them. Um, as far as the hardware goes, like Jen said. We are set up on a dinosaur computer. This thing needs to get, get rebuilt like soon. Um, we thankfully have Streamlabs OBS, which took a lot of the strain off of the computer. Uh, we run three web cameras at one time. Um, and when we had Twitch up to actually have chat, it would bog it down. Sometimes the entire program would close in the middle of stream. We had to restart the computer. Or we'd forget to set something up and then we'd start and we're like, oh, we didn't focus the camera in or something. So we'd go in and we'd click on it and we're like, fingers crossed, guys, this might crash the stream. And half the time it would. Half the time it wouldn't, though, but so, uh, we would it's come back. Life. Yeah, right. 15 minutes later because I don't have uh, a, a, yeah, a solid state drive or whatever. And you know, people would leave, they'd get tired of waiting. I don't blame them. I would have got tired of waiting too. Um, but we've got the, the Yeti blue mic. Um, as far as web cameras, I think we've got Logitech 922 and 920 and a 615. You have to make sure that they're all different because we found out that our streaming software doesn't like for them all to be the same. Oh. It gets kind of confused. Um, so you can have one really nice camera and then you kind of step it down or you do different frames. <laughs> yeah. You're like, where do we want the really nice one to go? Um, we've got two monitors. Uh, Jen works off of the kind of smaller one. And then I've got a 42 inch monitor. As you can see, we've got like the bed behind us. So we use the computer monitor as our television as well. So um, it's nice though, because you get to put a lot of stuff on the big monitor and have chat blown up where you can see everything nice and big and still get stuff done because there's so much real estate to kind of work with. Um, but other than that, it's, it's not a huge, huge it's setup. We do need a new simple. computer. <laughs> so, so that kind of leads into the part two of the, the question is, what would you change about your current setup? Oh, man. Um, we would definitely need a, a, 
better PC. One thing that we strive to do, whether it's a convention or streaming or Etsy, Instagram, we're constantly looking to others to try and improve ourselves. So even if we kept the same exact computer, like every single day we look like Instagram, we just changed. We used to do like the same tags all the time, just copy and paste. And uh, we just recently started realizing that you could tag, like there's not just Perler tag, there's Perler Beat, Perler Brand, Perler Beat Art, like, and tagging other things to get new people in. So to change things, I mean, we'd need a whole new computer setup, but even if we didn't have that, we would still be striving to change. Little things. Every day, whether it's take, like when we added stream avatars or adding new sound effects so when people come in they can you know plug i don't know their hellos and different things mm -hmm. so as things are going it makes the stream more interactive because like you said all we're doing is placing beats on boards so you know you have different sound effects in there that our regulars know and it really sets it apart because now they're adding a voice to their own type chat they can actually feel like they're talking in chat by the different sound effects we have like we're just constantly trying to add something new all the time like it yeah y'all have a very interactive stream it's awesome thanks <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> we're trying um, yeah it's it's been great um so if uh if you two were to give some advice to folks looking to get into like maybe perlers or streaming how how would you suggest they kind of get started i would say first off do it um just fire it up and see what happens um most likely uh you won't have a whole lot of viewership right off the bat i mean that's usually how it goes um my just beating not streaming just perling okay well just perlering um go out do research and and figure out kind of who you want to who you want to make you know have a goal for yourself and i think this kind of works in every aspect of life, you know, set small goals. Hey, I want to, I want to get like a, a organizational tray for all my stuff. That way I'm more, I'm not looking around for these beats and I'm work, not working with just little bags that will help improve your, your speed and kind of consistency. And also like your inventory. So you don't run out of, of beads. Um, find the program that that's going to work best for you to help pixelate whatever image that you want. Um, start buying the boards and then if you if you have a project that's a little bit bigger than the amount of boards that you have go out buy the boards because the next time that you run into a larger scale you're already going to have them and then you'll be able to do like super huge projects if that's what you're into and you don't have to worry about getting that kind of thing i'd say do your research um and that's not just on the computer go to twitch go find some Perler artist and look, don't just watch one person because everyone does it differently. Like the way that we do it is completely different than, I mean, there are people who are extremely successful on just making the sprites and people love it and they, and we love it, but that's not what we do. So go look at four or five different artists and start figuring out what they do that works and how you can make it work also and how that could work for you and then start asking questions. Cause most times the creative community, they're going to help you like, Hey, we iron on stream. A lot of people do, but ironing a small spray is a lot different than ironing 11,000 beads. 
So go watch the person that's ironing the spray and see how it's different than how we're ironing these huge pieces and then start figuring it out on your own. How can I do that? Where can I get the space? And it'll make it 10 times easier than just doing it all on your own. And you can always ask us for questions. I mean, literally we have people ask us stuff all the time. Like I love to help people out and, and kind of steer them in the right direction. And it, I would say, take what people say also with, like listen to what they say, but don't hold it to, to stone. Like there's so many different ways of doing things. Like we use steam to iron our pieces um, because otherwise we would be there for three hours just with an iron and it's super tedious. And a lot of people don't believe in steam. Um, sometimes that comes down to what kind of tape they're using. We've had an incident where um, ironing something at the very end and I used a different style of tape because somebody else recommended it and for my style it ended up breaking the piece in half and I had to scrap the entire project and this was in an Instagram contest that had a deadline to have uh, you know it was a, a perler contest and I didn't get to enter that piece I had another one but uh, yeah, everybody's got their own method I would say Talk to people, figure out what they do, try it for yourself, see what works the best, and then implement your own style to it. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate that because, like, I think when you look at a lot of creatives, it's it's really about finding your own voice, and mm -hmm. it's it's about seeing what other people are doing and, and making it work, and also finding your creative outlet. So I think. What you guys are doing is is just so cool, and I'm glad that it's not just opening oysters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really cool, and you know, I, I've gotten the chance and the opportunity when I'm out in the shop or something like that. That you know, it's like, man, my my machine's running or something, and uh, I get the opportunity to to check in and see what y'all are doing, and it's it's super cool and inspirational to you know to to see how you know, human CNCs can work with little tiny beads. Like, <laughs> it's, so, it's so awesome. Uh, I mean, it's, it's almost uh, machine-like the, the way you guys work on it. So um, it, it, I find it fascinating. I, the, the pixel art that, that y'all are able to put out is just phenomenal. I, I remember seeing that Cardinals one that y'all worked on, and it was just I, – I remember tuning in and just, like, being like, wow, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, with that being said, how about you guys just uh, let our listeners know where they can find you on Twitch or your website or Instagram. All right. Awesome. So um, basically the name for Instagram and Twitch are the same. Mm -hmm. It's Mebs, M-E-B-S underscore R-X-7. Or if you go to Etsy or Facebook, you can type in the Perler's Edge. Also on Twitter, the Perler's Edge. Um, and then that will pop us up. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so there is one more thing that I wanted to get you to shout out real quick is uh, for other people who might be creative um, is something that you started not too long ago uh, called Creation Nation. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I was at work one day. And I got to thinking, whenever you go into a, a streamer's room, everybody's got their own Discord. And I noticed that for myself, I had a ton of Discords that I had joined, 
but I didn't really talk into it. It seemed like every streamer had their own community and niche. And in order for me to keep up with conversations and, and relationships with everybody, it was going to take a lot of effort. Um, and I got to thinking, like, why is there no main creative discord? Um, and so I came home and I talked it over with Jen. And we have another friend who does cross-stitch. Her name is Fishhead. We talked it over with her. And we said, all right, let's give this thing a go. You know, talk to people that you know and see if they would even be interested kind of thing. And so what ended up happening was this Discord, it's not ours. It's like a, a haven for basically creative people, but also people who, who play video games too because they create content on Twitch as well if they're streaming. You know, they, they provide entertainment and that sort of thing. And so we we put kind of feelers out there, and it started off a little slow at first. And I think, what, like eight people joined the first day. But then the second day, 20-something people joined. And then the next day, even more joined after that. And so it's become a crafter's haven, I guess you would say. We have um, – we just changed it to where we have a spotlight of the month. So if you come in and – all of these people vote um, to see who's going to be the spotlight. And the idea is to have everybody who's in the Creation Nation. You don't have to, but the idea is to get, when you're done streaming, to host the person who is the spotlight of the month, if they're online, uh, and to kind of throw all of your viewers their way, um, just to kind of get as many eyes on their channel as possible. Um, we have a live bot set up to where if you go live, you can instantly see you pop open the Discord and it's got, hey, these people are live. This is the kind of stuff that they're doing. With one button, you can click on it, hit watch, and boom, you're in their channel. Kind of deal. Um, it's for viewers and Twitch streamers alike. There, there's no, um, uh, we've got places for them to shout out their own Etsy's. Um, to get business drawn over to them. I've had so many people from just my stream be like, holy crap, you do this, and then they get commissions from these people because we've got everything in there from crochet artists to, uh, like, Cryptic Works he does. Yeah, woodworking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> woodworking. We've got book binding. Um, we've got anything. Pottery, pottery. fiber we, arts. We have yeah. the most extreme crafting all. What is it? The needle felting. These people literally just poke with the needle, and um, they'll poke themselves sometimes. Blood will be. I mean, it's it's strange. <laughs> I haven't and seen I that. Would, yeah, I would have never heard about this stuff if it wasn't for Creation Nation and just Twitch creative in general. Like so many things that you don't even. I was gonna say know. you got something somewhere around four hundred people on there now. I think right. Is it that yeah, I see like 250 offline and then like 130 online. So, I mean, and then there's a bunch of other categories. But, yeah, there's it's getting to close to like 400 people now. So there's a lot of people who are, you know, some people watch, but um, you got a lot of people who also stream what they do, which is great. And like you said, it's just so just going in to see what the other stuff is is pretty cool too because there's stuff that I've never even seen or heard of before. And I'm just like, okay, let me sit down and watch this for 10 minutes and figure <laughs> out how this works because this is super awesome. Right. So you get sucked in for an hour. Yeah, that, that yeah. that's five a rabbit hole, huh? <laughs> five days later. <laughs> it, it totally is. And I think that's that's the main purpose of the, the entire Discord is because people are allowed to post up links to their Twitch, the things that they've done, to things that they're working on. And it might trigger that, hey, I've never seen this done before. 
hey, I really like Mega Man. This person's doing a, a crochet Mega Man. I want to jump in. And then you have a lot of fun. And then you discover that streamer. You find out that you have a new favorite. And then you frequent them whenever your other people that you watch is offline. Or maybe even you watch them ahead of them. I mean, that's that's kind of the whole purpose of, of the thing. I love it. Cool. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time to hang out with us for a little while today, guys, and give us an interview. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for, for doing this. That How was a lot you? of fun. It yeah. was a lot of fun talking to you. That concludes this episode of Origin Point. If you'd like to check out more of this interview and others like it, head over to patreon.com forward slash origin point. We'd love to hear from you there and suggestions on who you'd like to hear us interview next. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and review us on your favorite platform. And as always, thanks for listening.